Lady Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Maker Sports Network. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is episode 59 of 101 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. We're here, episode two of season three, and we're so glad to be here for another one-on-one. I mean, I, you know, last week we had Leroy Butler on. It was great to have the Hall of Famer here. But today, man, I got one of the up-and-coming stars in the world, in the world of sports journalism. My man, he is the host of touring the afc south podcast my man mr mike Patton. how you doing mike i'm doing great and uh you know thank you for the the warm introduction man it's an up and coming this is uh in the world wow in, in the okay. world yeah. it, it, it needs to be said in the world sir <laughs> <laughs> well i greatly appreciate it man I, I don't know if i can accept it but i greatly appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> well look man well like i said we're super glad to have you here with you know, I'm glad to have you here with me today. And, you know, like we talked about beforehand, you know, I was very excited to have you on because I've been able to see the grind and I've seen all the hard work that you put in here in the last in the last couple of years. And um, it's just it's been a great thing to see. But before we get started, before we get everybody rolling into, the, you know, the world of Mike Patton, we got to go and we got to start off, ladies and gentlemen, with the check in. Now, in the check-in, we're going to check in on you and your family. Let's check in and see how Mike and his family have been doing. Um, you know, pandemic, everything's been a little bit crazy here and there. You know, obviously, pandemic was starting to wind down, I guess you could say. And we've been through, it's been through a lot. You know, we've been through, you know, civil unrest. We've been through presidential changes. We've been through a little bit of everything. But I just want to know, man, how are you and your family doing through going through with all these crazy times going on how things have been well you know things are surprisingly uh, pretty good uh you know family is all well um you know funny thing was during uh, the pandemic you know a few uh job changes uh here in the household for the better um you know everyone's in good spirits uh and, you know i, I adopted uh, a saying during the pandemic uh that's you know uh it's not let people affect your uh, peace or your blood pressure so those that that's something that I kind of live by right now. I ain't mad at that. Look, look, as a person that does have a little bit of high blood pressure, I don't need anybody messing up my blood pressure or my peace. I can I can tell you that right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely something that I I, I go by. If, if I feel my blood pressure rising with something, hey, just go ahead and step away because you know it's more than likely something that really is not going to affect my livelihood. Exactly, and that's when you just keep grinding and you keep pushing. Like I said crazy times and, and you know <laughs> i think as um as people in our industry or just in as a as whole we have to you know persevere through a lot of crazy stuff so it's nice to be able to you know low-key starting to get back to some normalcy um you know and so it's, it's been really nice for that 
Definitely. Definitely has been. All right. Now let's get into the nitty gritty here. So I I, I got to <laughs> learn a little bit about my man, Mike Patton. I mean, you know, it's like, Matt, Mike, this is our like our first true interaction. Like a lot of people you know we've been friends on Facebook for a while. You know, um, you know, I've, I've seen your stuff. You've seen my stuff. But this is our first time actually getting a chance to kind of sit back and, and and learn a little bit more about each other. So I want to start this one off with knowing your passion for sports. Where did that passion for sports come from? Where was little Mike all back in the day? And and like, wait a minute, this that, that light bulb popped in your head and you was like, man, I'm ready to, you know, I love sports. Where did your passion for sports come from? Well, believe it or not, uh, I didn't like sports probably as much uh, when I was before five years old. I really wasn't watching any sports or anything like that. You know, I basically would, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays, I'd hang out with my mom, my sister, go over to my, my grandmother's house, hang out over there. My dad actually is the one that kind of planted the seed, started me playing basketball. Uh, I was actually four years old playing basketball. So, you know, out there doing You know, I didn't know what I was doing, but... <laughs> You know, I, so then, then you know, football came around. He walked in the house one day. He said to my mom, I made a decision, and he's playing football. <laughs> so I don't get a choice. Wait, wait. Right. Right. That's how it went. And I basically went outside. Uh, well, he got me, he had my stuff all ready, went to practice. Uh, I got uh, either he dropped me off inside the fence, and I basically ran back to the car. So got us spanking out in the parking lot. And he said, don't you come back out here. <laughs> so, you know, I actually didn't like it at first. But once I got involved in practice and things like that, I, that was it. I was in love with the game, uh, football and then basketball. And, you know, I did a little baseball, too. And, of course, high school and middle school did, you know, a little track and field and cross country as well. So. You know, it, it, it just at that point, I was like, OK, cool. I enjoy doing this. You know, I, I ain't do it for the fans. Anything like I just enjoyed having fun right. out there and playing. So you know, that's you know, where it came from. You know, what's funny. Um, It may not look like it now, but I was mm -hmm. actually a uh, captain of the cross country team back 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 in the day <laughs> no, no, don't, don't get, no, i wasn't good or nothing like that i was just the captain of the team i i, I always finished next to last not last next to last i always made sure that was a critical thing i i i made it a goal not to finish last if i can help it um but uh you know i also kind of can feel i had a little bit of the opposite thing going on like my parents i love them and you know my mom congress is so you know, my dad and them, they were like sports. They weren't, they weren't even trying to push me to, to any of that. I, I had a cousin. Um, his dad kind of like took us in on that end, took me in on that end. And then that's how I, my love of sports came in. But, yeah, my dad wasn't pushing me at all. He was like, all right, just get good grades in school. That's all I care about. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got something uh, something for you, too. Uh, the ballpark that I grew up playing at was uh, called UNA. It was UNA Recreation Center. Mm. Now, the thing with that is, which, what's unique about that is, there are a few names that you might know that actually came out of there playing Little League football. Um, one would be my, my cousin, Quentin Patton. He actually was a wide receiver for Louisiana Tech, ended up being a uh, fourth-round draft pick for the San Francisco 49ers the year after they went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans. And uh, also another name that you would know out of there is be Mr. Jalen Ramsey. He actually uh, played at that part too. Uh, so that's another name. And another name that you would know more than likely played for the Philadelphia Eagles, that would be King Dunlap. He 
he actually played there too. So there's a lot of different names that came through that ballpark to play in nice Nashville. Little, a lot of people don't know. Nice little bloodline coming out of that ballpark, man. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot more I could mention, but you know, it's just a lot of <laughs> kids that played high school and then college football that came out of that ballpark. I mean, it's it, it could be its own. Uh, it could be its own story, pretty, pretty much. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I mean, you know, I. I don't know if I can say that much about, you know, <laughs> what we had down there or coming out there. We, um, we had some talented folks. I, I did have a guy, a friend of mine, who actually maybe my on the, he was a decent athlete, good athlete, but actually he's got connections with Jalen Ramsey. He used to be the um, communications director at Florida State. And so <laughs> back then, like, he he, he knew Jalen, and, then they, you know, they were there when they won the national championship, so he's got a ring. It's 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 pretty that's a pretty cool deal though, man. Jalen Ramsey, one of the best cornerbacks, if not the best cornerback in the league, uh one of the best secondary guys in the league right now. So that's a pretty good deal, man. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean I tell people that I and mean, the crazy part is uh, me and Jalen actually graduated the same high school too. So oh shoot, yeah. man. <laughs> the the well, bloodline the bloodline is deep. <laughs> well we, we went to we went to a high school, we went to a private high school. So you know, we went to uh how about Derek Barnett and Jalen Ramsey were actually high school teammates? Mm. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, and you know, Barnett had a pretty good, has had a pretty good career so far in the league. I know is he still with the Eagles? He's still with the Eagles. I'm not sure if Eagles fans want him still with the Eagles, but he's still with the <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> the ones I've talked to, they they um mm. <laughs> they're, ready, they're ready, right? Yeah, I, I know a couple of those Eagles fans that probably feel the same way. Now, uh, let's kind of go into the your journey into sports journalism. I, I kind of want to know what gave you that itch. Like, like man, like this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. What, what made you want to become a sports journalist? Honestly, um, I can thank 92.9 The Game in, in Atlanta for that. Because <laughs> I was riding back uh, from Atlanta my, you know, my wife now, but my fiance at the time, uh, she was actually, you know, in passenger side, riding back, listening to something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something that was said on the radio. And I was like, I can do that. I'm like, come on. Anybody can write what he just wrote and said, right. did that. And she was like, well, why don't you just do it? So at that point, took the challenge up, started writing. And, you know, I didn't go to school for writing. I actually hated English all the way through high school and college it almost cost me graduating high school english did by the way but yeah it, i just i hated it that much but you know when it came to writing and talking about sports i don't know it just kept going i started off on a blog kind of grew into other different things and, and went from there and just the journey started from there and look and look at you now you know covering <laughs> the titans the the man myth and the legend when it comes to the AFC South, you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, being the host of, you know, the uh, Turn the AFC South podcast, you know, you get a chance to really kind of get a deep, a deep look into that division. Maybe, you know, maybe a little bit deeper than some others, you know, like last week on um, my podcast, me and my co-host Jay, we kind of went through the AFC South a little bit. You know, did a, you know, kind of did our little run through of it. But I'm I'm kind of intrigued, you know, 2023. Um, you know, 2022-2023 season is coming up. Um, there's my personal opinion, the division is a little bit on the weak side. I, I mean, but what are your thoughts about this AFC South? Can it can it surprise people going into this 2022-2023 season? Um, 
I would say if any team's gonna surprise anybody, it'll probably be Jacksonville with mm-hmm. the amount of money that they spent. They brought in uh, Mr. Walker from Georgia, uh, who who uh, the guy that I know down there, Mr. John Reed, that covers them, describes him as a guy that's as big as a defensive end, but is as fast and, and quick as a safety, Ooh. which is scary. Yeah, but yeah. you know that team actually does have pieces. But, you know, I, I like to say, I, I can't say they, they're kind of like a donut hole. You know, they're solid around the outside, but in the middle, there's nothing there. You just don't know if they're going to be solid through the middle. And that's the biggest right. thing. If they're solid through the middle, then they could they could, they could cause some problems for people. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but, I mean, they could still cause some headaches for some people with their physicality. So, you know, it depends on that team. I don't count on the Texans being great. They could mm, – even though there's a lot of belief in Davis Mills, I don't count them being great. But the, the teams in this division are the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans, and those are going to be the two teams that are battling to make the playoffs in and win the division. Yeah, I look I look at this division, and I'll give you my, my thoughts on this a little bit. Like, so, you know, Texans kind of feel the same way. I mean, you really don't know. I mean, I I want the best for Lovey Smith. I, I want the best for Lovey Smith. This is his third stint as a head coach in the league, and I, and I want him to work well. Uh, you know, Mills Davis, on the other hand, uh, or Davis Mills, I should say, uh, you know, last year, great at home or really good at or decent at home. He was really solid at home. We'll put we'll say it that way. Wasn't so hot on the road. And it was, that's, that's something that's going to have to get fixed big time for them, um, you know, going into the season, you know, and hopefully they can he can do a little bit better uh, on the road. Uh, Jacksonville, to me, and I agree with you 100% on this, is that mystery team. We really, you know, like they could be good, you know. Uh, do we see Trevor take a leap? Do we see Trevor take that next step? Uh, you know, the offensive line, to, in my opinion, got a little bit better. You bring in Brandon Sheriff, so you, you got a little something going there. Uh, the Colts, it's like you got Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan's going to have the best line he's probably ever had in his career. Receiving core, we'll see how that kind of works out. They got a solid defense. And then obviously there's the Titans who lost a lot at receiver. And so it's just it's just an interesting division, man. Very much, very much. And one thing I, I think people kind of forget is that even though the Titans did lose a lot at wide receiver, they did draft Traylon Burks. Uh now, of course, he's still kind of acclimating himself with a part of the, you know, just back in the the um, you know, the offseason training activities, things like that. You know, I think it was kind of hinted he did have an asthma issue. Um you know, and then of course you have Robert Woods that's still, you know, acclimating himself and getting back from a torn ACL. So you do have those pieces that can be good for them at the wide receiver spot. And also the tight end spot is way better than it was last year. I mean, last year they were trying to, you know, um, you know, try to find guys. They just were trying to find guys. And then this year they have Austin Hooper. They brought in from Cleveland. They brought in uh, Chig Aquanku, who is a rookie. From um, from Maryland, and I, I've seen him practice and play. He reminds me of Jonu Smith. He he reminds me of him very much so, because he can line up anywhere and he can produce anywhere. Now it's going to be interesting to watch him and how he progresses, because he definitely is a guy that can be a playmaker on an offense, which they didn't have even one playmaker at the position last year. Now they got two. So that'll be a difference. Um, I will say this, though, also, one thing that you you mentioned about Davis Mills kind of be being great at home or, or a certain way at home and right, interesting on the road. Yeah, I get my – yeah, I, I was we'll being – Ours a little bit. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, with him, the thing is, uh, from what I've, I've talked to a few people that cover the team, and they're like, he comes out, he came out this year, and he's he's got a little bit more of a swagger to him. He knows he is the starter, as right. opposed to last year not knowing. So a little bit more swagger to him, a little bit more confidence, and a little bit more of direction as a leader. So we'll see how that goes with Davis Mills, and you know, and you know, at, at leading the Texans, who he of. Uh, they, they do have the best wide receiver in in, in the in the AFC though, you know, Cooks though. They, they do have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Cooks had had a really good year uh, on the sneak, if you can say that. I mean, when a team's mm-hmm. not getting that much attention, you know, with their record, uh, you know, he had a really good year. The Packers tried to go after him. I know they they wanted them bad, at, at you know, they tried to get him during the season last year, at least at the trade deadline, and that didn't work out. Uh, you know, I, I do have this one uh, last interesting uh, question here for you about the AFC South. <laughs> now, obviously, we know that, you know, we can see a big leap potentially from Lawrence this year. And what are your thoughts? And I know you got a chance to talk to Malik Willis, but what are your thoughts on Willis? Do you think there's any chance we see, uh, other than preseason, do we see Willis on the field this year? Well, if you see Willis on the field this year, of course, you'll see him in preseason. But, uh, you know, as far as during the season, it would be if they did like a specialty package for him or something right. of that nature. As far as being the starting quarterback and overtaking anything, Ryan Tannehill, I don't see that happening unless Ryan Tannehill gets injured um, because, you know, you also have to remember uh, Malik Willis is coming from an offense that basically he never took snap under center. The Titans, on the other hand, they take snaps under center a lot. So that's a big change for him. Actually running the offense from the huddle and things like that, Getting the operations down, which he mentioned that when I when I talked to him last, um, you know that's a big thing for him. Try to get all those things down. So that's why I believe it'll be a year before you really see him push for that starting position or you know be the starter. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, you know, definitely, you know, the re- one of the main reasons I wouldn't say one of the main reasons I say one of the reasons I should say that he's the starter still is he has the biggest cap hit. In the NFL, right. thirty-eight point six million. So there's no way they were going to cut. Can't him. afford that. They can't yeah, afford. Right. That. Right. Exactly. You know, so, you look at, yeah, man, that's crazy because you look at Willis, and you know, obviously there's talent there, um, but me as a fan, just a football, I don't want to see him put in a bad situation. Or we've seen too many quarterbacks. Um, you know, they come out and they were, you know, great in college and in this newer NFL. When we were kids. You know, these guys got two or three years, you know, they got a little time to, to to kind of bake a little bit. Nowadays, you know, one bad play and they're calling for, you know, Tannehill's, you know, head out there. They, they, they want Willis in there. So, you know, for me, I want to see him grow. And I agree with you 100 percent. Maybe, you know, one to two years, give him time to develop. Don't, you know, don't push that man out there and force him into a position that is going to derail his career before it even gets started good. Right, right. And, and, you know, that would be, you know, catastrophic, I would believe, for the Titans because, you know, that you have Ryan Tannehill going into the last years of his deal. You don't want to have to go out there and try to find another quarterback via free agency or via the draft. You would hope that you got that taken care of, the tight end position taken care of, and the wide receiver position taken care of with Malik Willis, um, Chiga Kwanku, and uh Traylon Burks. But you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, those are the, the pieces I, I look at in, in maybe three years. Three years, those will be the faces of the team on the offensive side. 
I, I can't I can't wait to see it. I mean, they still got King Henry, Henry who's my favorite, <laughs> favorite non-Packer player. I, you know, everybody knows I'm a Packer fan, but he's my favorite non-Packer player in the league, him and Josh Allen. Those are my two favorite non-Packer players in the league. I love King Henry. I've loved him ever since he came out of college. I thought, you know, Tennessee got him as a steal, uh, you know, back then. And, you know, and look at the dividends he's paid off uh, in the league. And, you know, he's going to come back hopefully 100 percent. And we saw what he did last year before he got hurt and still led the league in rushing for like another couple of weeks after, you know, he missed nine games. So that's just how talented uh, King Henry is. Now, uh, with all that being said, it is time to go to one of my favorite segments of the show. Quick ones. All right, Mike, are you ready for the Mike Patton edition of Quick Ones, my man? About as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start it off. I, I you know, I kind of, this is one of the ones I love to ask, so I'm going to go ahead and I, I, I tend to ask it to everybody. So let's see what you got here. Favorite sports moment? Wow. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, so my favorite sports moment had to be when uh, Michael Jordan hits the shot over Byron, Byron Russell. Brian Russell, I'm sorry. I always want to call him Byron. But uh, okay. Brian Russell hits that last shot, sixth championship in Utah. Fans can't take it. They mad. I loved it. I loved it. That was probably the best moment uh, that I'd seen growing up. I think I was sick. It was funny because, you know, he had just came <laughs> up with the game. And I was sick myself. And I just remember, like, watching that game. And he did the – and everybody and, – and I want to say it was – it wasn't Bob Cost. It was Marv Albert, right? It was Marv Albert at the time, I believe. It was either yeah, I, him it was, I can't remember which yeah. one it was. And I don't know why I'm having a brain uh, moment here, but I just remember him saying this. He was walking on the floor and it's like, this could be the final moment we see him in the Chicago Bulls uniform. And I just remember all of it. And it was such a, it was, you know, even though they won the series 42, it was a great series. I mean, you know, you had the Carl Malone and Rodman aspect, and it was just, it was just a great series overall. And, you know, it's a shame that those Utah teams weren't able to at least sneak one championship. I'm not mad about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right next one on quick, on quick ones worst sports moment oh boy uh worst sports yeah. moment that would have to be the comeback that fell short in the superdome mm. 49ers were down big the lights go out in the stadium against the ravens the ravens are dominating the game and all of a sudden the 49ers wake up kaepernick's running leading them down the field the defense is playing good ball you get down to that last play to win the game. Crabtree cannot get to the ball. There was questionable call there with the, you know, with holding or not. Lose the ball game. So that was a that was a rough one. But hey, you know, it is what it is. And crazy, crazy Super Bowl. <laughs> it's a crazy much. Super Bowl. Oh my God, it was a crazy Super Bowl. I got a couple of the worst ones, but I'm, I'm gonna let them be. Some, <laughs> of, some of them deal with your San Francisco 49ers. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this one in there. Uh, who's your favorite 49er of all time? That'd be Jerry Rice, without question. Uh, Jerry Rice is the only reason I even loved the 49ers. I wanted to be Jerry Rice as a kid, I wanted to be a wide receiver, I wanted to do this, that, and the other. But of course, as I got older, I found out, yeah, I don't have the speed like that. I don't have the hands like that. <laughs> I had the work ethic, but I just didn't have those other gifts to go along with it. And I was like, yeah, let me go play defense. So. That's funny. That's that's funny. And it's like, you know, for me, I became a Packers fan almost the same reasons, but it was all about Sterling Sharp. I was a huge Sterling Sharp fan growing up. 
it still breaks my heart to this day that he missed out getting a Super Bowl ring by a year uh, because of the injury. So, yeah, I, I believe me. I feel you on that one, man. I, I tried to be a receiver. I thought I was something special, and then I gained weight. And then, yeah, it was a whole bunch of other stuff that happened after that. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't as smooth as I thought I was. Um, next one, uh, most hated athlete growing up. Wow. Or despise, I guess I should say. I can't really think of one I really despise like that, to be honest. I really, you know, I got some I just didn't like at that point in time, but I can't really think of one I just like hated forever. You know, <laughs> you know people would say people would think I, I people would think I would say Isaiah Thomas, but no, I really didn't hate him like that. You know, I I, I thought he was a talented basketball player. He just hey, he is who he is, and they were who they were. You know, but I just oh, I I really haven't got anybody that I really really hated. Mm. Huh. I had to think about that one. It's a good one. one. It's a good one. You could throw you could throw John Rocker out there. I never really liked him. John Rocker is a name for you. Wow. I'm trying to think of some other players that I really didn't like. John Rocker. John Rocker is a name. Oh, I'm not the biggest fan of Grayson Allen, so there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Grayson Allen hasn't been uh, – he, he doesn't have the greatest reputation, so I can understand that. Yeah, Rocker – that Rocker one is the one that got me. I remember just how – the whole situation – I can't remember exactly what he said, but what he said leading up to that World Series um, – I'm having a whole brain on that one, but uh, I remember leading up to that World Series. It was such a controversy with John Rocker, man. And he, I, just, I don't think he liked us, but <laughs> so that's no, no, he, he definitely went with us. <laughs> no. I don't think he liked us at all. Uh, yeah. Next one, your favorite athlete growing up? Oh, that's that's Jerry Rice. Jerry yeah, Rice, Jerry and Rice. Uh, well, it's a top between Jerry Rice and Michael Jordan because you know, of course. You know, I, I want to be Michael Jordan, but here's a fun fact. I never actually wore one pair of Jordans my entire life. One, one pair my entire life that I've worn. Wow. And it was a pair that I bought myself. They're $3, my parents man. were not my parents were not buying me Jordans. They three thousand dollars, Michael Jordan's are three thousand dollars, man. Look, I look, I'm right there with you, bro. Like I I always wanted a pair. I think one time I brought a pair from Ross. They were like $50. They, I don't know if they were the real deal or not, but they looked like them. I'm like, hey, these Jordans, <laughs> bro. So um, I don't think they were the Jordans or anything like that or the Air Jordans. <laughs> but uh, they said Jordan on this side. So we're going <laughs> to say it was the case. All right. Last one on quick ones. We like to do a fun one here. Drums or flats? Ah. <laughs> I'm going to go flats. We'll go flat. Ah, yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's a right answer to that. I mean, I don't think well, you I'm can. an equal opportunity eater, so you know, it really right. don't bother I mean, me way. If you can throw good wings in front of me, we're gonna be all right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna complain about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, that was the Mike Patton version of Quick Ones here on uh, the one on one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And you know, before we get out of here, we got one more thing we want to go through, and Mike. First of all, I want to say thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for gracing us with your presence. You know, and I said it before, man, very proud of all the hard work that you've done over, you know, the last couple of years since I've known you uh, or been acquainted with you. And I, I love everything that I've seen from you, man. I mean, keep grinding, keep doing your thing. But once again, thank you for coming on the show, brother. Well, thanks for extending the invitation. And, uh, you know, it's no problem, man. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not some guy that's like, you know, He's not not very attainable, so hey, it's all right, man. It's all right. But uh, <laughs> as, as far as uh, you know, things I got going on, uh, let's see. I would say I have uh, 
Let's see, I have something I do with the NABJ uh, Black News and Views uh, website that's pretty new out there. Uh, I do the uh, Sports History in Black every Monday through Friday for that website. So, that's you know, you might get your, uh, like today, uh, well, sorry, for July 4th, it was uh, Venus Williams winning Wimbledon over her sister. So, you know, like, I may have, uh, there's a there's a definitely two other big moments that are coming this week that everyone will remember. And I'm pretty sure you will when you see it too. But, right. you know, definitely uh, a, a few good things. And definitely it, it allows me to kind of go back in history and in time and remember some of these moments that I was alive for, but you know, all of them I weren't, I wasn't. So it is what it is, but um, you know, doing that. And of course, you know, doing a little bit of a, you know, freelance journalism for the Nashville voice uh, talking about the Titans or anything like that. And also with uh, Tennessee Tribune as well, talking a little bit of Titans or just whatever kind of uh, whatever pitch that I give them to uh, something I want to write for them. So Got that, and of course, you got the show, and I got a, I got a good one for the, uh, for Tennessee Titans fans uh, this week. Uh, a former Titan is coming on the show with me. Uh, that some may remember, some may not, but hey, it's gonna always be fun. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, uh, Mike, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, man? Like, tell them how they can reach Mike Patton out there in the social media world. Well, uh, you know, you can dial my number at six one. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. I was going to mess around and, and say Mike Jones number, but I, I can't do that. Um, but <laughs> but you can't find me on Twitter at Mike Patton 82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82 on Twitter. All right. All right, everybody. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 59 of the one-on-one podcast here on the Legacy Maker uh, Sports Network. I am so excited that I was able to get Mike in here to grace us with his presence. Like I said, if you don't get an opportunity, go check out Mike, man. Mike's got a lot of good things going on, some big things potentially coming down the pike that we can't wait. That we ain't going to let no cats out of the bag. Y'all just got to <laughs> follow my man. You got to follow my man and find out all the greatness that could be coming his way. Mike, once again, brother, thank you for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Uh, well, thank you for having me again. It's, uh, it was a pleasure. All right, y'all. So that's it. Episode 59. Next week, episode 60, we got my man Tyler Butler, sports and culture media. He's going to be coming on here. He's the founder and, and the creator of that uh, platform, and he's going to be on here on one-on-one with me, and we're going to get a chance to break things down with him. Once again, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. Until next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the